Hi, and welcome back once again to Spiritual of the Spin. I am Ryan Keyes, your host. As you can tell, I'm smiling. And this is a show about connecting the dots to consciousness to help you and your conscious awakening in the path to becoming your most connected self, to finding your purpose in life. It's tough. I will say firsthand. Uh, if I If we were sitting in the same room, I would raise my hand right now, or I would stand up beside you if they were calling on you, and I would say, I am also in the same boat. So today, we're going to talk about a topic that many of you have sent in questions for, and I would say that the past is a very powerful tool. Um, in like any tool, let's imagine if it was a, a knife, uh, it could be used to for good or for bad. And the past is can be wielded like a wealth or like a weapon. So how to heal from heartbreak and allow love into your life. Because like Marianne Williamson said, love is what we were born with and fear is what we learned. So knowing that, we come into the world, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready for some excitement. And where we came from, obviously we decided we were going to not bring anything else into the world other than our little bare bottom because we would learn along the way. Now, is this karmic or what is this? We're not covering that today, but we will dive into that if you decide you'd like to hear more. Today, we're essentially just targeting the heartbreak and how to allow love into your life after you've suffered some type of loss or something in the past has created pain and you've inadvertently used or allowed pain to create boundaries. So um, a healthy boundary is um, a boundary of awareness that uh, is able to assess a situation and make a decision with discernment right now, not based on what you are going to get out of it or what you are going to avoid by doing or not doing it. So there is some tenements that I would say, if we tie ourselves too tightly to our past, um, being present is going to be very difficult and allowing ourselves to love um, we'll spend most of our time trying to reason and look for red flags when really that's the first red flag. When you're trying to find fault in someone else, it means that you're trying to protect yourself. So perhaps you're not quite ready for love just yet. One of the things that I would say, and I've been that's one of the top reasons, is making peace with the past and learning how to move on uh, from breakup, from family, from anything that has caused friction in your current life where it's hard for you to either be yourself or accept other people as themselves or where you may have a false image of yourself. And we'll dive in then into that in another topic as well, talking about how the mirror can be an asset. But first and foremost, when we look at this idea of moving on from heartbreak, let's say that you were dating somebody or you were married and yeah, a lot of water under the bridge, right? You've shared a lot together, um, a lot of meaningful times. You were hoping that it was going to last longer than it did, obviously. Um, it would be um, in your best interest not to have a longing or looking back because the person that you let go of or that let go of you, um, just like yourself, is going to change, right? Rapidly and slowly. There's going to be a growth there, even if they are not where you perceive yourself to be, which is a little bit ego, but if let's say that they, 
you you left someone because they were not aligned or they were not um, in the same level as you, consciously, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, whatever it is. You want to be very, very compassionate with that. And you want to realize that just letting someone go because they're not on your spiritual path or they're not in your purpose, well, you don't want to punish them for it, even if it's just uh, with silence. You don't know, You want to be upfront and honest and communicate with them the entire time so that you can do what's called an unconscious coupling. So a part of this making peace with the past obviously has to do with how you came to uh, the present moment via the past and whatever situation or trauma you have kind of either healed or um, are still working on when it comes to falling back into love or allowing love to um, approach you in a way that you're not trying to control it or manipulate it or trying to um, be so selective that you kind of don't realize that you might be trying to be selective in a way that is safe. Sometimes love is going to be risky. Sometimes love is going to hurt. And the past is one of those moments where um, you we made mistakes. And once we can view a mistake as it was a resource, it was something that really showed me uh, about myself or other people, and I can learn from that. When I can time travel back to the past, when I can pull power from my past, when I can pull uh, presence from my past, when I can pull something from the past that will um, make me stronger here, make me more vulnerable, and make me more loving, I've really dealt with it. If there's still pain there, um, there's there's work, right? Um, if there's still resentment, there's work. If you're holding on a, onto a grudge, obviously going forward is going to be a challenge because you're still, you've got up barriers, right? What you, what you might construe as healthy boundaries are nothing more than barriers of protection um, for fear of rejection. So one thing is, is not going into a relationship too fast. Like don't leave one for one, right? You don't want to really set yourself up to that. And I know that through the twin flame talk and through other things, a lot of people have left a relationship um, cold turkey for another relationship that they were fostering alongside of it. And they wouldn't have left had there not been somewhere else to go. Now, that's not a good thing. Um, you can argue, well, but it's love. It's twin flame. It, but it's still not a good thing. You're not, it's not grounded. And it's not giving everyone the best version of yourself right? There's, there's maliciousness, there's stealthiness, there's subversion tactics at work. And I'm not saying it judgmental because we've all done it at different times in different ways with different people, whether it's your mom, your dad, whoever it is, we've all done it. So we're not here to point fingers. We're here to kind of find a way out of this to prepare ourselves to, to love again. And one of those ways, once you've been able to heal your past and you you know, and you, and you realize healing is, is, is never going to be over, right? That's why your body, your immune system is set up to heal every day. You're battling everything that you would ever face all the time. And you don't even know it. Your body's working around the clock, right? Same thing for our spiritual and mental and emotional space where we need to constantly be in a state of work. Even when we are at rest, perceived at rest, we're still working. So once you're in that path, once you've given yourself some distance to let go and to not be governed by fear. Now you're ready to show up, right? Now you're ready to, to begin to nurture yourself and 
show some compassion, right? You're able to let that down. You're, you're not beating yourself up. You're not belittling yourself. You're not <clears throat> starving um, your, your body by dipping down into the worlds of dark chocolate and sitting and binging on Netflix and crying into your pillow. You've moved forward, right? You're, you're taking care of yourself. You're, you're starting to um, eat properly, live properly. Because, and I'm not saying that you have to meet a physical form uh, or formula to for appearance, but I'm saying health is a um, health is your advocate. Health is the way that you communicate to your body. Health and how you take care of your body is how God will take care of you, right? Why would God do anything that you aren't doing for your body when you are the God incarnate? You are the avatar of God within yourself. So we can't ask what we aren't willing to give. That's the main thing. So when you're into this, when you're eating better, back to getting to yourself, doing some yoga, you're meditating, you're feeling healed. You may have bad days, but don't let that get you down. Don't hold yourself hostage because you have a bad day, right? You may hear a song that triggers some of this residual pain, and that's okay. What that tells me is that perhaps there's places that you haven't quite shared with the pain, with the grief. Um, solo healing is 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 excellent, right? But there are those moments where you would like to share your pain and share some of that sorrow, share some of that grief, even if you got to hire someone like myself or a counselor or somebody else to help you get acquainted with it and to hear you, right? So that you have someone to speak to and to kind of like share, to, to open the burden, right? For um, a communal healing, uh, getting someone that's on your page that's there in purpose where you can practice the art of vulnerability and starting to get to the core of your real self and you can feel this power, right? You, you want that play space to get back into the game. Um, otherwise, some of those residual pains may be hidden. And the funny thing is, is you could, in theory, be past the pain, past the relationship um, and meet a person that you're interested in as a love interest and work together with that vulnerability. And if you have a very open mindset and an open spiritual context and you're emotionally intelligent, you could be each other's counselor. And that's also um, part of, of love. You could be the backboard to somebody else's, you know, jump shot, right? So <laughs> I hate to use a sports reference, but you know, you could be helping who you love vice versa. Um, that's part of this process too that can be overlapped into when you actually meet someone. It may be somebody you already know. It could be a friend, right? It could be friends like a, you know, a good friend. Um, maybe you didn't see them in the same way. Uh, maybe now if you've, after you've gone through some things and you've seen some other aspects that are important to you, you can actually put that person in a different place now. Um, but yeah, you want to be able to share your pain and share your grief with somebody that isn't going to be just where it's not um, dramatic. It's not about whining. It's about um, it's about detaching from the pain and the trauma just enough to see the the good things that have kind of taken place since. Or how can I transmute this pain and grief or this feeling of loss or hurt? How can I transmute that into things that will help me grow, right? It's almost like uh, if you have soil that's too acidic and you plant a seed in it, it's going to die. So how can I cultivate this conscious life that I'm living? How can I cultivate 
what I'm bringing to the table in the present moment enough to foster seeds of love. So in the seeds of love, if you got that song, then you know where I'm at. <laughs> da, 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 da. And now that we're moving into that, one of the other aspects that I really would like to talk about is um, love likes to associate itself with the, with love. So, for instance, love increases as you increase it, right? Kindness increases as you flow in it. Hard work brings success. The same thing as if I start to share love with my friends and my family and other people, if I pursue things that make my heart sing, if I move towards my music, if I move towards my song, if I, I'm not trying to make, if I'm not trying to make a living from a living from my passion, but I can allow my passion to have purpose and have a huge part of my life. And I begin to emanate this love and I eliminate things that are distracting, that are um, detrimental to my, my spiritual walk, my soul, my emotions, things that are holding me back. And I go with things that are helping me. Um, and it's not about like abandoned ship. It's not, I'm not talking about ghosting people, but I'm talking about um, really being honest with you, yourself and others um, about what's best for you or what's best for other people. And, and this is tough because oftentimes we know what's best for us. And I'm going to say this from personal experience. Oftentimes I've been in a situation where I know what's better for me. I know what's best for me. But due to some hidden trauma or hidden little aspects, I might have sabotaged myself inadvertently uh, to protect myself. And I've, when I can become aware of that, like they, like when you understand, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not, but when you're an AA and somebody jumps up and there's like, I'm an alcoholic. When you understand that you're an alcoholic, now you're on the other side of it and it's easier to um, heal and to move through the situation. So that's just an example, but sowing seeds of love in every part of your life after you've worked and nurtured the soil and you're ready to plant, you're ready to put things out there. You're ready to start genuinely caring Open up with the people that you know won't um, won't push you too hard, but don't just open up with the people that are safe, right? Because love is a little bit like um, yoga. You want to become flexible with love. You want to become flexible in your ability to feel. You want to become flexible in your ability to expand your, your being, right? Um, sometimes you want to stretch your legs in love. So... Their true power lies in this ability to master um, the moment and not allowing other points of time and space to take away from where you're at right now and who you are, right? So another aspect of seeking um, love in other parts of your life could be to um, take moments of peace, moments of meditation, um, go out to dinner by yourself. Uh, go for a walk by yourself, go on a retreat by yourself. Come into this with confronting, and I say the word confront, confronting any negative beliefs that you have about yourself, or even negative beliefs or negative traits that you hold the opposite sex or the, pers- the, the sex that you're interested in hostage, right? 
if you, if you're saying things like, okay, like if I say, if I use the term like, oh, man, I hate it because all women are this or dating now is this, or it's so hard to find love because this and this, these are predisposed beliefs that are going to, um, create reality. And I believe that they're a little bit illusionary because there are still good girls and guys out there. There are people that are grounded that do want love. Obviously, um, there, the percentage is not as high because there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of unhealed trauma. There's a lot of unhinged people unhinged, <laughs> right? I, I was helping somebody with, uh, an app and then we're, they were talking about hinge. I was like, well, hinge sounds like it's going to have a lot of unhinged people on it, but that's just a joke, but it could be true. I don't know. But so there's a lot of people that are looking for love that are in an unloving situation they are not willing to love, and love for them is scary. But they're looking for a savior. They're looking for someone to rescue them. And the reason why I can say that pretty confidently is because if I look around the world, most groups and people are looking for either the government or some governing body or some group to come in and swoop them up and make their life easier. They're either waiting for uh, the paycheck, the the prince, or whoever it might be to come in. So this is a, a little bit of also a false belief system. And it, it doesn't have any, and <clears throat> if you can't find your own strength, if you can't find the strength that you need to set yourself up with a belief system that's active and not already um, assuming or judging people that you don't even know, um, it just tells me that you have not actually, you're not really wanting a relationship yet. Because if you really want a relationship, there's, I mean, even like, for instance, like I would just, I would, I know reminiscing is great and to reminisce is fine, but if it's an injury or if it's a, a situation that, that revives pain, like why would you keep pictures of your ex if your ex is still got a, got a line into your heart that can make you feel hurt? Just delete it all, get rid of it, clear the space. And the reason why you might be holding on is because you're not ready to love. You haven't learned to let go completely of this person yet, and they still are holding you hostage in that pain or heartbreak. So this is a real proactive stance that you that we're talking about. This is really proactive. Um, being ready to leave the grief and, and get grounded so you can have love and to love, right? So as you start to talk about these things that could scare you, as you challenge these false beliefs or these fear-based beliefs, a fear-based belief is still a false belief. I'll say that one more time. A fear-based belief, a belief based in fear, is still a false belief. Right? Because you're afraid of what will happen, but it hasn't happened yet. And if it has happened, it didn't happen now, with the person that's in front of you or the, the path that you're on. But if you are afraid of what happened before, you can definitely facilitate it and create it for the future. And this is where the whole law of attraction world goes awry, right? So, and by sitting in these fear-based beliefs, by sitting in these illusionary life, uh, kind of lines of life, um, you bring fear to the surface but it is without the power and the positivity and the impact that can better you, it belittles you and makes you feel scared.
So we we don't really um, want to be hard on you or hard on whoever, but we definitely, um, even when you're sitting in a passive exercise of just kind of sitting with your belief system and asking yourself some really intimate questions, searching for the positive experience and all the love and all the relationships you've had, at least one, this may seem passive, but it's actually very active. Um, one of the other things that I'd like to do and talk about would be, and I saw this in an article, would be still continuing to practice small acts of courage when it comes to being open, when it comes to being loving, when it comes to opening your heart, right? If you want to learn to love again, you have to be open again, right? If you want, if you're, if you're, how can you love someone if you're still hurting from someone? And you can love your, like, I mean, you can love your, your family and friends, but I'm talking about in a romantic standpoint. If somebody's crushed your heart and you're still in the back of your mind hoping that they'll call you or message you a year later, and then you're trying to move forward into another relationship, did you know that your chances of hurting the other person are much higher than them hurting you? Because you're so guarded, you're not actually technically getting hurt even if they, quote unquote, repeated a pattern and broke your heart because your heart isn't there. Your heart is still being held hostage from the original heartbreak. I know that sounds crazy, but yeah. So if we want to open up, understand it's not an overnight thing and it takes small steps and entering a new relationship, you want to get to know the person and you want to unfold who you are in every aspect. Emotionally, mentally, intellectually, physically, spiritually, romantically. You want to unfold yourself at a pace that is not going to feel like you need to protect yourself, but that you're providing a positive environment to get to know someone. And then it doesn't happen overnight. You may go a few moments, a few a day or a week without talking to the person. But if you've started the relationship right, as long as the person knows that you're still out there and you've created a connection, even if you went a month, the person will still be there if, it, if there is a love connection. Isn't that interesting? That if, you, if both of those people, if you come together and you connect on a level of love and you're sharing and sharing and sharing and you're growing and growing and growing and then something happens and you need space, Maybe you say it, maybe you don't, maybe your actions do. But if you are both on an emotionally evolved level, the other person, they're not waiting for you, but they're still doing their work. And obviously, if someone came in to fill that space or that they're interested in, they would move on. But if you come back and you're like, and you're involved and you're saying, hey, I apologize, I was out of it. And you reconnect, there's a high chance that that person will still be vibrating at your same wavelength. And maybe even better because that space could have been good for both of you. But what happens is, is that we, we try to hit the ground running and we try to, it's like a recoil, right? Like we literally think that we can start love in, in just the blink of an eye, right? Love is, um, it needs to be manicured and manifested and nurtured, right? It's small steps over time and attraction can be instantaneous, but I'm talking about love. I'm not talking about, oh my God, they're hot. I'm talking about, do you know who they are? Are you getting to know them? Are you sharing little bits and pieces of yourself along the way? 
Are you willing to be a little bit of a dork? Are you willing to laugh a little bit and let go, let your hair down, right? And here's the, the great thing too. When you talk to somebody that you're interested in, do you start smiling in your voice? Right? Because every, every call center around the world strives for their employee to answer the phone with a smile. Now, if you smile when your person calls you or you feel that, that smile come up, if, if, you, if you hear their message and you get a laugh or you get, you get tickled and you find yourself smiling, keep going. There's something there, right? There's, there's more, right? And then now some things that you can practice acts of courage. Let's say you haven't met somebody. Start saying hello to more people. Greet people, right? If somebody smiles at you and it's not creepy and they don't look like a serial killer, smile back. Um, if somebody asks you, hey, would you like to go for a cup of coffee? And don't be so defensive. Give them a chance, right? Because what you're doing is you're practicing the art and act of getting to know someone. Uh, if you get invited on a blind date, say yes. Yes is a powerful word um, when it comes to courage because, and no is also a powerful word, word, but the act of saying yes, when you normally would say no, because of fear, that's what we're trying to kind of move forward through, right? If you say no, because you're in a protective state and you're guarding yourself and you're feeling, you don't want to be vulnerable. Like, I don't want to get hurt again. So I'm not going to go. That's, that's not going to grow, right? That's not courage. That's not, you're not, and then you sit back and you beat yourself up because you don't have love in your life. I think it's obvious, right? That's when we sit and we sit still with our own self-belief and our self-doubt and our own fear. And we understand that we're being guided by fear. But when you start getting to this place and you start saying yes, and you start learning that love is possible and it's a possible choice if you can open your heart. Yeah, you can break your heart again. But once you find that when you can, Cherry pick a little bit of positivity out of any event that's happened in your life because of who you are now and where you're at. You're not as afraid. You know that you can move past darkness. You know that opening up in general is a powerful stance for you and for being um, in a high vibration. High vibe or high vibration is always loving, always able to love, never limiting, and always ready to love. Now, it doesn't mean that you're, and I'm not talking about getting laid, I'm not talking about sex. Those things are good and, and, and necessary, but we're just talking about getting over the hurdle of heartbreak and getting out and getting back in the game, right? I would not encourage anybody to just jump in bed with anybody on the first night. Um, we've all done it, and sometimes it's gone places and sometimes it's not, but when we sit back and we look at the belief system that allowed us to do it, or was it just hormones? And when we were in our teens and twenties, you know, if we're grown ass adults now, if we're 26 years and older, we're pretty much getting into the territory of grown ass adults. And we want to do it a little bit differently because our time is valuable. And if we don't put the value on our time, um, other people won't either. Right. Our, um, our voice is valuable. Our energy is valuable. And this also raises our vibe, right? We want to be high vibe. High vibe means that we have a, a healthy opinion of ourselves and other people. We're not willing to assume the worst of ourselves or someone else. We allow people the ability to show us who they are. We don't force our expectation on someone. We don't show up as someone else. We show up as ourself. Now, let me just say this for the record. 
your three-day unshowered self that hasn't brushed their teeth, well, that's not yourself either, okay? That's not your high-vibe best self either, right? Now, if you've been sick, that's something else. But if you show up and you're not put together, you're not putting a best foot forward, and you're like, well, I want you to accept me for who I am, that's not who you are either. That's still a sub-drived, malicious act against yourself from a pain or a trauma in the back trying to test the person. We don't need to... So, like, for instance, you test, get tested in school, you get tested in life, but you shouldn't have to test love, right? I don't need to put somebody that I love or that loves me through a test or through some hoops. If they're going to show up in love, I'm going to let their level of love show up and see what happens. But I'm going to respect that by showing up in the same level, right? To give them the same energy that I would expect. To give them the same encouragement I would expect. To be there present and counted for as vulnerable as possible. Overcoming as much fear as possible. Now, and it's tough because fear can also mask as anger, right? So you can get upset at somebody very quickly too. So today we've been talking a lot about how to overcome heartbreak and how to overcome some things that could keep you from allowing love into your life. I know that you want love and I know that you're working towards love and that's why you're listening to this. And I want the best you and the best life that you have the potential to get. So that's why I think it's Take every opportunity because that is how you create opportunity, right? When you take an opportunity, when you say yes, you create a yes. When you want success, you work towards success by embracing success. And success is how you see yourself and how you show up and how you're showing up in the eyes of others. I don't want to show up as a fraud. I don't want to show up as a false self. I don't want to show up with a bunch of masks over myself or filters, but um, I also don't want to just show up messy hair, not brushed, not kempt, and I haven't taken care of myself because that's also not a compassionate space to start love. So when we start hearing some of the ways that we speak colloquially and how we cultivate conversation um, or how we can cultivate a healthy relationship or how we can start to plant seeds of love, within ourselves so they blossom into other connections with other people. It, lo- it looks like there's going to be some work here, right? Like if you needed, if you were in the, uh, in the woods and you needed to, to find food, shelter, and some other water, it would take work, right? To, to be present, to survive, to maintain. Um, and then imagine that if you were in the woods and you're trying to survive, um, you'd be recalling what plants were edible or what you could do, how to build this, how to, you know, how to start a fire. Those are memories from the recall that really matter. Um, you wouldn't want to think about, oh my God, I'm such a failure. I'm going to die. I'm not going to be able to do this. That memory is, is, not, is not actually going to help you now. And all it would help you do is manifest chaos and mania. So pull from the places that have power and any place that you've experienced something has even the fr- a fraction of, of goodness to offer you. There's something good that has come out of everything that you've experienced. Find it. Get it. Plant it. Plant yourself. And begin to move forward with an open heart and a courageous attitude to embracing love if you truly want it. Peace, light, and love, and I'll see you all soon. Thank you for listening.
to Spirituality with a Spin, where we connect the dots and help you on your conscious path to create a new life. Peace, light, and love. This is Ryan Key is the Upbeat Buddha, signing off. I will see you soon. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Leave a comment and follow me on the social media. All the links are in the bios. 